0: Hi, this is Cam from the Nerd Book Review, and this episode is going to be our special end-of-year episode. Unfortunately, I was unable to get everybody together at one time, so you are going to have a little bit of a split-up episode. Um, first, we're going to have Casey, then Barry, and then Chris Hazen, and then at the end, it's going to be a special little bit with Katie, myself, and Danny and Greg from Book Geeks Uncompromised, another book review podcast that um, Danny especially has done a, a lot of helpful things for me this year with on the technical side, kind of figure out what I should be doing with my soundboard and all that good stuff. Hopefully in the new year, um, we have some plans to uh, both of us go on each other's uh, podcast at some point and do book reviews. So... Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a split, but the first one is going to be Casey. Here we go. All right, Casey. Okay, Cam. Yay. So this little part of the end of your episode is going to feature Casey. Hi. Hi. Casey, this is, uh, we're coming on the end of our first year of podcasting. Uh, more like about nine months of real podcasting time. But what have you felt about
1: doing the podcast so far? Uh, I like it. Um, I like having, although lately they've been getting quite large, uh, I like having deadlines. Like in college, I really liked that. I read a a lot in college because there were deadlines and I work under that kind of thing better. Left to my own devices unless I get super jacked about a book, uh, it takes me a while or I just (laughs) quit.
0: All righty. Yeah, and you know what? That's something I hope as we get into the new year, maybe we can do a few more books with uh, everybody or at least, you know, maybe like
1: two or three people on them. I thought you were going to say quit more books.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, is that so that uh, you guys aren't so far in between some of the uh, doing some of the podcasts. Uh, I've really enjoyed just being able to talk with other people about these books and and see what they thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something we've both talked about a good deal, but uh, I think everybody comes away with it's not always a different perspective, but sort of uh, a clearer understanding of how they feel about the book.
0: Yeah. Once you've talked about it.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the best part of this whole thing for me. Like I get nervous talking and stuff. So I I don't really like that part, which is kind of why I always joke around about it. But the best part is like my drive home tonight after this is over and thinking about some of the things Cameron said and how I've, feel or don't feel that they uh sort of jive with my own thoughts
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i just i get i get like a high out of it almost you know like doing this and it's so funny we had eric do his first one last week with us and and he after he got done he he messaged me and said oh i'm totally up for another one of these and you just kind of almost forget that you're recording even at times you know and you're just having that good conversation
1: um yeah except for you're a terrible conversationalist
0: well clearly Uh, I'm an egotistical, uh, jerk, really. So, well, it's putting it mildly, but okay. (laughs) Fair enough. This is a uh, family friendly podcast. So Casey, what were your, uh, favorite books of the year? Uh, maybe it doesn't even have to be podcast related. What did you read this year? That
1: was your favorite. Okay. So I have to start off by saying this was probably the biggest slump year of reading I've ever had. I had some personal issues that kind of got in the way, and um, I started a lot of books and put them down, uh, which is something I never used to do when I was younger, but I, you know, I'm not going to live forever, and there's a lot of books out there I'd I'd rather be reading. So, uh, out of the ones we've reviewed, uh, I'm currently when we're recording this, there's two podcasts out and I like both of those books, the lies of Locke Lamora and forever war, uh, or the forever war. Um, and I like the latter more than the former, but they're both good. Um, something I was reading earlier this year that I did not finish, but is, uh, very nice. Uh, it's very good. Um, is, uh, creation by Gore Vidal. And it's the telling of uh, the Persians and the Greeks fighting told from the Persian side. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. And Gore Vidal, um, you know, he wrote a lot of historical fiction. He's passed now. um, But he did uh, enormous amounts of research. And so even though these words weren't necessarily spoken by these people, um, everything else is from what I understand, very on point and it's super interesting. It's extremely well written and, uh, I'll be getting back into that to finish it pretty soon. Awesome. So that was probably
0: the best thing I read. Awesome. Yeah. And one thing too, I look forward to hopefully getting into with you is maybe starting a blog at the beginning of this coming year. And that's something that I'm excited for, uh, with the two of us, if we can somehow manage to pull
1: that off. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, I like fantasy and sci-fi and stuff, but they are not, you know, as they're not my wheelhouse necessarily. And so I think, uh, Cam's talked about maybe expanding a little bit, um, where we definitely, if we do the, uh, the blog, there's going to be fantasy in there, but we're also talking about Chris doing some, uh, uh, True crime stuff. Thank you. I kept trying to say true fiction (laughs) or true detective, actually. Um, Did you ever see that? Yeah. First first season was amazing. Yeah. Second one blew. And maybe myself talking about some more classic books. Like uh, I would go back and reread some, but um, one that really sticks with me that I love is uh, A Handful of Dust. And that is uh, such a wicked, awesome book that starts, and even most of the middle is not what you think it is, and the end just completely blew my mind like nothing, like no other book I've ever read. And so those are the kind of books that I I get excited about and that I would like to blog about and review and, uh, you know, maybe open a dialogue with some people about
0: Sweet. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I feel like, um, even I've been without, I think having a blog in a, in a funny way is going to relieve pressure on me and where I feel like I have so much stuff that I want to get to, but I only have so much podcast time. Well, I I know.
1: And I'm looking at your whiteboard right now and it is, uh, Chalker block full of books for you to read. Yeah, for me to read. And so we're. I I honestly I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know how kind of how you get it all done, even just the reading. Like you're on a crazy reading schedule. Well, I yeah, but the funny thing is, is that it's the same amount you'd read. I anyway. mean, reading
0: fifty books isn't uh, like you know like isn't all that unusual for me, anyways. But what is unusual a little bit is, is that I would. Um, this year is the first year I haven't had like a lull where I'll go like a month and just play video games or do nothing. And then, as I tended to read more in bursts normally, like I'll read like two or three books. I'll read like twelve hundred pages in a week, and then I won't read you know for a couple weeks. And then this year I've been more. I've been trying to keep more on like a schedule where I you know do a a book a
1: week type of a thing. Do you think you pay more attention? this way too. Oh yeah, way more attention now. So, maybe you're getting a bit more out of the books as well, which is a good idea.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah. Yeah, it it's definitely a good idea. What what's funny is is that I found though that I pay more attention to the books I don't love quite as much <laughs> because I don't have a problem stopping and taking notes. But then I'll like I'll have a book that I really like and I'll find that I have less than half the notes that I have on a book that I only kind of liked.
1: Is it because you're so into the book? Because I'm so you, into the book, I'll stop. go like 50 or 100 pages without writing any notes, you know? Yeah. So, Anyways, all right, well, Casey,
0: uh, thank you so very much.
1: All right, folks, thanks for listening. Bye.
0: All righty. Uh, this, this portion of the end of year is going to be with Barry. Uh, once again, real quick, Barry was a fraternity brother of mine and... I have known him for a good long while. We did our teaching stuff together back in the day, and you are now a biology teacher. Yes, sir. Biology and history.
2: Yay! I was just listening to your podcast today, and you're interviewing another biology teacher.
0: Yes, M. L. Spencer.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good interview, I gotta say. I was, I was yeah, impressed. I enjoyed it.
0: So Barry, uh, this has been uh, for both of us the first year of podcasting. What was your favorite book that you read this year? Okay, I gotta say, um, thinking back this whole
2: year, I like probably gonna have to go with um, probably gonna go with Snow Crash. Actually, have you heard of Snow Crash? Uh,
0: I th- I've seen the movie actually. Is it the one with with Hildur
2: no, you're thinking of Snow piercer.
0: Oh, yeah. No, then I have not heard of Snow it's, Crash. Uh,
2: although I did see that it is in production for a film series, Snow Crash. That's so. on
0: our list. That's one we're going to read together, too, right? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's what Casey wanted to do. Casey. Has, that's a Casey on there on the board. Oh, it's on the board. Yeah. Oh man, maybe
2: maybe, maybe uh, you can maybe, get in with Casey. Maybe we have another three body date here. Yeah, yeah. Casey
0: is the one. That I me thought it to was Snow Crash.
2: Okay, well, I won't talk too much about that one, I guess, since you're going to do an episode on <laughs> but it. But no. it was a good book. If you like cynical books, it's a long, cynical cyber cyberpunk. It's cyberpunk. It's okay. about as really as cyberpunk as you can get. It's. And the author, even you know, you would be entertained by this author's bio. Usually the b- author's bio doesn't. But, like, when, if we do a podcast, just read the author's bio. He talks about how he likes speed metal. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this guy's rad. I want to hang out with <laughs> Neil Stevenson. <laughs> okay. Well, this book is just in an ima- a world that you can imagine today in uh, science fiction. You could picture okay. this happening now with, like, Cryptocurrencies are happening in this book. Uh I'm like, wow, cryptocurrencies. There's, uh, I made a little quip about this book the in one of your last podcasts. Well, no, it's not out yet. You know, spoiler alert. But someone who he's a pizza delivery guy is your main character. How often does that happen in anything outside of a teenage comedy?
0: Yeah, not often. And
2: he calls himself. His name is Hero Protagonist. How rad is that? Except it's a Japanese hero, H-I-R-O, Hero Protagonist. <laughs> and his job is a pizza deliverator. I mean, it just starts off just so weird and rad, and it just gets more rad.
0: <laughs> okay, um, well, I'm looking forward to reading it now, because like I said, uh, I will be reading that with Casey. Maybe we'll get you on in on that mm-hmm. one as well. Maybe it be uh, good. What was your favorite book that you read for the podcast? Favorite book for the podcast? I'd have to say Three Body Problem. That was a good one. And that one will be out January 1st, so uh, it'll be the episode after this end of year episode. So excellent! It's the opening the new year episode. Oh, it is. It'll Exciting. <laughs> well, With, that's a uh, good book. All four of us. You know what? And surprisingly, that episode sounds really good. Like, even, even the sound and stuff, you know? Oh, so, good, good. Because
2: yeah. I know there were some concerns about that. Yeah, so
0: it worked out well. That's good. Um, <laughs>
2: So I like... I don't just read sci-fi. I don't limit myself to any genre. Yep. A really good nonfiction book I read is called um, The Lost City of the Monkey God. And it's, it's almost like Indiana Jones-type fiction, except guess what? Every bit of it is true. This guy and his this paleontologists and his and his uh, the team that he set up. In fact the gu- the guy's a writer and he kind of goes along with it. but they go to a city that had not been discovered by settlers in Honduras. okay. Not discovered until the 1980s. You think that the Spanish would have discovered this thing.
0: Well, isn't this one where they found it, actually they discovered it either through satellite or flying over it? Yeah, they discovered
2: it with LiDAR. Oh, yeah. With some technology, they kind of used that, and they figured it out. They went through the jungle, which, you know, anybody out there who thinks going on a hike in the jungle would be a romantic idea should just... Put that thing to rest. <laughs> Nobody goes on a walk through the jungle. You're in the wet. There's fertile lances out there who are willing to bite you and kill you. For those of you who don't know what a fertile lance is, just picture a rattlesnake, but bigger.
0: Oh, God. That sounds terrible. And
2: they have, inject with incredible venom. Those things are here. The worst weather in the world's here. And... There's disease here. I mean, there's a reason that you just shouldn't be here. And the best part of the well, not the best part, but like since I'm a biology teacher here, I love this. I love parasites. I don't know about you. I love parasites. <laughs> and they come back with leishmaniasis, which, you know, and it's this mucocutaneous leishmaniasis and it it will like it can kill you and it'll make these like awful lesions on the body and it can go to st- it can infect all parts of your body, and it's spread by the bite of a sandfly. And it's it's a, actually a protozoan. It's not a it's not a bacteria virus. It's a protozoan. So huh. like very advanced parasite. And oh, I love that stuff, man. <laughs> I don't want it,
0: but I love I love reading about parasites. <laughs> oh man, well, it sounds like a, definitely an interesting book. Right, Barry, what are you looking forward to go uh, moving forward with the podcast? Like, what do you want to do this year?
2: Oh, I'm just looking forward to, you know what I'm going to do? I I don't know exactly how yet, but I'm I'm planning on, since I've, I'm going to plan on picking a fantasy book. I've kind of just been the, the token sci-fi guy on your show, <laughs> but I'm going to pick a fantasy book that maybe you haven't read, and we'll read a fantasy book together, and we'll do a podcast on that. Sounds Does that good. sound like a good idea? It
0: sounds like a great idea, Barry. All right. Good, great, wonderful. <laughs> Well, Barry, thank you for uh, coming on this year. It has been, I don't know about you, but I've had so much fun doing this. And, like, it's been awesome just, like, you know, getting together with all of you guys that I hang out with anyways and doing something different.
2: hmm Yeah, it's fun. I like doing this. This is just, you know, I was part of, uh, well, hey, with uh, Chris, you know, we uh-huh. were part of a band one time, and we, yeah. you know, we don't really do the band anymore. But this, I feel like I'm part of a team here. I feel... I just feel like I'm part of something here. I feel yeah. like we're a team, you know. You're the, <laughs> yeah. you're you're our fearless quarterback slash coach slash um, offensive Bandleader. coordinator, or whatever. I, I don't <laughs> know what position I am. Maybe a middle linebacker. I don't know. I don't know how you translate I mean, that analogy, but you know, I feel like I'm part of this, and it feels pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty good.
0: Yeah, and, and in fact, my uh, my goal, as I've said with everybody's so far, going into the next year, is to do more. Of the like multi people podcasts, so that I can actually get you guys on more often, even if you wanted to, you know, yeah, that like because the only thing that I really like, like, that I don't like about this is that with five people, that it can be, you know, like it's doing it every other week, it can be a month, two months, you know, in between going on. And I think that everybody so far that I've talked to would be like to do one a li- you know, not like every week or anything, but like maybe. You know, once every month, month and a half, instead of every two and a half months, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's definitely fun, especially when you can it was just funny how when we got the three body problem, it was I was just talking to Chris about how I wanted to read that book maybe for the podcast. He's like, I just got that in the mail. So, I'm like, we're doing it. <laughs> so I like I like these multiple person podcasts too. They're definitely Well, fun.
0: I thought that it went so smoothly. And it seemed like everybody talked, and when I'm as I'm editing, like everybody was talking pretty equal. Even Eric, who that was the first time he'd been on, he might have talked a little bit less than everybody else, but not much. You mm-hmm. know, like everyone just kind of like had a we had a good breakdown with it. I thought.
2: Yeah, and I thought like with more people, I mean, you we were able to like I felt my found myself listening more. Than oh yeah. Sometimes I'm thinking about what the next thing me to say, and I'm not really listening to what you're saying if we're yeah. two on two, but. You know, if there's more people talking, I feel like I can just kind of get some good insight from the book. You yeah. Know, before oh, yeah. I listen to the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I do. You know, I'm
0: that vain, you know, just <laughs> hey, so you know. Hey, I listen to every one of mine uh, literally immediately after they get released. Although part of it is to make sure that I didn't have some massive screw up that I didn't realize. I, you know, that's like my paranoia. Well, that's like, true. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Barry, thank you so much for uh, doing this. And we, I am looking forward to the new year. All right.
2: Have a great, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> thank you. Today we have Chris. Yes. Yay. Uh, just, uh, in case this is your first one or just as a wrap up, once again, I've been buddies with Chris now for about, Ooh, 15, 15 20 years, somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 From college. And now we're, uh, doing the podcast and he was, uh, the guy that I did most of my, uh, sounding to, uh, to help with the podcast and what kind of I wanted to do. So if you don't like this, you can, well, if you're still listening to this at this point and you don't like it. I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>
3: to hate it. That's...
0: Just to hate it. Yep. So, Chris, how has this uh, first year of podcasting been for you?
3: It's been a lot of fun. It has, uh, you know, to be honest, it, it kind of reignited my passion for reading. I had kind of gotten a little bit bored and had, you know, maybe done a little bit of rereading of books that I knew I liked, and and it has really gotten me, uh, gotten me back into... Uh, into enjoying reading mm-hmm. and, and seeing, uh, you know, reading new books. And, and it's been a, a cool experience to also be able to converse about it.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's been the biggest thing. That, and even Casey talked about that, that like the, the talking about it. And he, you know, he was talking about that he's that it's been a bad reading year for him in general, mm-hmm. but that the only books he's actually just about finished have been the ones he's doing for the podcast, <laughs> and he likes talking about them. But yeah, he said he's like, yeah, it's kind of it's nice just to be able to talk about it. Yeah, and so it just makes reading such a less solitary thing. Mm-hmm. But Chris, what have your favorite books been this year? This could include uh, books that we did for the review or books that you just read on your own.
3: Um, well, uh, for the review, uh, and then also kind of as a part of you know the the whole fantasy and sci-fi genre, uh, *A Plague of Giants* has been my favorite. Yeah, uh, it, it was it epic. incredible, and I'm really looking forward to the next uh, next book to come out. And that was uh, that was my favorite uh, for the podcast okay. in, in that genre. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> While I was on my honeymoon, I read, and I can't remember if the book was called uh, Deranged or uh, something like that, but it was by Harold Schechter, and it was about the serial killer Albert Fish, (laughs) who was (laughs) just bonkers insane. Uh, And and so I really enjoyed reading about that. Uh, He he was uh, just truly evil. And, mm-hmm. and some of his quirks uh, were just uh, really cringe-worthy. <laughs> he, uh, he had a nasty habit of putting uh, like sewing needles into his... Uh, I don't, huh? I, I don't know what, what the... Nope! Uh, uh, the taint? The grundle? Oh! That's yeah. awful! Oh yeah. And uh, there's actually a photo of an x-ray... <laughs> of him that there there are dozens they didn't get like and, infected and... Uh, some of them started to disintegrate they had been in there for so long oh uh, it's that's uh, awful yeah but it was I, I actually we were on a train from Madrid to Valencia to visit Rohan our friend mm-hmm. uh, and I got to uh, some of the more gruesome parts of that and was like on my, on my honeymoon like hey Amanda you gotta check this out.
0: So, uh, Chris, this uh, where would you like the? Uh, do you have anything that you want to do coming up in the next year with the podcast? Anything you're looking forward to?
3: Um, well, uh, with the podcast, I, I think uh, I'm looking forward to. I want to read uh, that Ben Galley book.
0: Oh yeah, Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone.
3: Uh, I, I'm looking forward to more of your recommendations because uh, <laughs> since since I'm sort of just kind of a part of the rotation, I, yeah, I, I have more time than you to read.
0: Uh, yeah, just anything, just
3: whatever I want. So, I'll read some of uh, some of your recommendations. I we talked about and I don't remember the name of it, but it was all kind of about a tower with all kinds of craziness. Oh going yeah, on. settling ascends.
0: Yeah, with jo- by Josiah Bancroft. That comes out. It doesn't actually come out until. The end of January, but we okay. have the the we, we should have the book here in the next week or two. So just to
3: that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we'll actually. I mean, we could potentially have it read and reviewed before uh, it, it's actually out, even. So that'd be uh, kind of cool, yeah, huh? Yeah,
3: that would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that I have that one scheduled for uh, right around uh, beginning of March, somewhere in there, to actually like air. That's one thing that's really crazy to me, especially with as many people as I have, is. Um, I'm scheduled out like through the end of March already in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, like where all my stuff's going to go. And then I think like one thing, too, that that you mentioned that you're just part of the rotation right now. But I think that my goal is to have one uh, episode at least this coming year where I'm there to, like to run the recording equipment but where I don't actually take part like I just want to see like even if it's like you like just you have somebody else like maybe it's Eric mm-hmm. comes back again or you and Barry or something like that like yeah, I think that would be, be fun. fun just to have one to see you know where it wasn't me <laughs> but one thing that I think I've been the most surprised about with doing this this year is that especially since uh katie uh she enjoyed it but it wasn't like her passion like it's become mine yeah is that um with getting all of you guys in there that um like i don't just consider it mine anymore you know like i really like i enjoy doing it with all of you guys and i don't think that i would ever want to go back to just having like one or two people do it you know Mm Mm-hmm. so anyways but yeah the uh um, and then also, I'm looking, I'm hoping that uh, I can get you to do, uh, if if we get that blog up and going, Casey's really excited about that, that mm-hmm. maybe I can get you to put one or two uh, true crime uh, <laughs> uh, blog entries up there. That's what mm-hmm. Casey said he's most excited about is is that he, he is normally less of a sci-fi and fantasy guy than he is a classics reader. Right. And so he said he's excited to get, like, start writing reviews for classics. Hmm. And so, anyways. But yeah. Anything else that you uh, wanted to say for the. (laughs) (laughs) for for wrapping up the year? year. (laughs) Yeah.
3: No. <laughs> okay. Well I, uh, I didn't really have any uh any lyrics prepared for oh, yeah. the, the Sorry. end of the year. Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey closing uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> One last <comment>. uh, <laughs> uh
0: just wanna say uh, congratulations again on the uh the nuptials. Yeah. Thank and you. uh yeah,
3: it's and Congratulations to you on getting this up and running and oh, wrapping you. up 2017 and
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know it was uh it's quite the year for doing this. Like I really I mean we started off strong and then we took actually we went on our trip. We ended up taking like a full month off after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then is when I kind of like transitioned into more like getting you guys in instead of Katie being, you know, like with every other one and Yeah. And once we got that figured out then I think it kind of felt like we hit our groove. Now I just had to figure out uh, like I think I might have bitten off a little more than I can chew uh, for every year for doing the Swiftbo thing getting like all 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking maybe like next year I'll try to get like say the top 5 or 6 that that were my favorite of the like try to read them all but like only Yeah. plan on having like the top 5 or 6 for my, you know, for me cuz I'm not a sure. part of the blog. Yeah,
3: and if you're if you're reviewing 10 spiffbo finalists and doing a podcast every other week that's 20 weeks yeah of and, just that
0: yeah and i think that's going to be a little excessive but yeah I'm, I'm i'm committed to it for this year though so we'll uh we'll do it this year righty, well thank you
3: yeah thank you <laughs> uh,
0: all right tonight with the nerdbook review and our special christmas edition we have danny and greg from book geeks uncompromised with us how are you guys tonight
4: we're good, Greg. Are you excited? That's the second person that's called you special. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my mom's the first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have only thought you were special most of the time when I listened to the episodes.
5: Oh yeah, Danny's the one who does our research all the time. I just show up. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Danny and Greg are—they um, do another book review podcast as well. And Danny has been so much help with the technical aspect of podcasting so far, or I guess I should say Jordan, her husband has through <laughs> Danny.
5: Yeah, you were the conduit. Yeah, I, I'm just
4: the go-between.
0: Well, how long have you guys been doing uh, book reviews now on podcasts?
4: Podcasts we started November 2016, so just over a year. Yeah,
5: just a little year now. Um, I know we. When we were first talking about it, we were just—I I, remember—we were in your car and we were just talking about, "Hey, we talk about stuff a lot. We should share that."
4: <laughs> yeah, we should make other people listen to us right. talking a lot. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, started with—we uh, were both going, "Yeah, we'll we'll post stuff on YouTube and it'll be it'll be video podcasts and stuff like that." And then I think Jordan actually brought up—he was like, "Why don't you guys start off small?" And so we started off just making the website, writing the reviews. I remember we read like what six or seven books before we officially posted.
4: Oh, yeah, something like that. There's quite a
5: few. Daughter of the Blood, I remember, was the first one, like the worst book I've ever read. I always reference back to that one anytime I want to reference a bad book. Um, But yeah, from there, we just started talking, which I don't know about y'all, but the first time was awkward.
4: Yeah, our first episode
6: was bad. Oh, yeah. We had to do ours, we had to redo ours because the audio was so bad on it. So when we redid it, it wasn't so awkward, I think. (laughs)
4: I think we just never posted our first one.
5: Yeah, I think it was either we felt bad about it or the audio was a little off or something and we just went, nope, scrap it. (laughs)
4: Yeah, and then a few months in, we got some new equipment. So we were trying it out with a new setup and we went through the entire uh, podcast recording only to realize that nothing had recorded. Uh,
7: Oh, no. no.
0: That sounds... We had one time where we got... Where we hit pause and then restarted and it started recording over what we had done instead of moving forward
7: oh yeah.
4: oh the pains of podcasting <laughs> <laughs> yeah but
0: actually what's funny is, is i really do feel like our first two episodes might have been two of our best because really? of like re-recording
5: yeah mm. It kind of was like the first one was a rehearsal. Um, I know we always record super late at night because I work two jobs and yeah, I, I hate myself. <laughs> um, I remember there was one night me you, and Jordan recorded our gaming podcast, Controllers and Keyboards. And for whatever reason, Jordan hit something and it deleted it all.
7: Yeah. And it was already oh. like
5: one in the morning and we still had to record <laughs> our book one after that. Oh, <laughs> that was the worst feeling in the world.
0: Oh, man. And Katie, uh, how's your experience been? this year
6: i mean a lot easier since i taught you how to edit the audio so that was great
0: (laughs) yeah katie had some actual professional like sound editing experience and i was just like at the very beginning i was like oh yeah katie can handle this
6: i didn't have the time
0: no and then
6: uh,
0: (laughs) but yeah oh go ahead
5: Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, that's the same with us. It's really, bitch, just been learning as we go. Danny Danny does pretty much everything. So she the, kinda,
4: you've learned so much about audio. I, I have.
5: You, Greg? I've learned how to read a book. That's what I've learned. <laughs> um, <laughs> Danny here has learned quite a bit about editing and uh, texting me Saturday evening going, where's your review? You haven't sent me your review yet. Hey, Have you typed it yet? There's been a lot of that. I'm sure that's most of our text messages. I'm just, a lot of Danny saying, Greg, hurry up and send your review. Uh, <laughs>
6: A lot of project management on her part. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very much.
5: So pretty much, whenever this thing you know hits it big, like I know it will, Daniel will get eighty <laughs> percent. Daniel get eighty percent. Her dog Leonard will probably get fifteen, and I'll get nothing. That's <laughs> the math is right there. <laughs>
0: that sounds that sounds appropriate. Oh
7: uh, man.
0: But yeah, we Kate, we started off where I basically was forcing Katie to read tons of books, and she's the kind of person who likes to read a full series when she or when she starts if it's possible,
6: even if I've read it before. Yep.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so then that's why we added on um, my buddies, and they just absolutely love to do the the podcast. Every one of them, like lately, they've been la- like, "Oh man, we need to figure out a way to get more of us on at once so we can all be on more episodes."
6: That well, like fun. to be fair, and, I originally suggested, hey, you should start a podcast with your friends about your books. <laughs> and he said, oh, but you're already right here. <laughs>
0: well, we are like 40 minutes away from most of the other guys. And, uh, you know, with them being married and with families and whatnot, that kind of makes things a little harder when you're in your 30s trying to do a podcast like this.
5: <laughs> details <laughs> um, kind of the same with us i was living at my mom's house when we first started and the equipment's always just been here at danny's so we've anything we've put together it's just been here and it's been like hey it's easier for you to drive over here greg because i just knocked the kids out at nine o'clock and then we're good to go to record so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well and that's the same with us like we get um we bought Katie a couple years ago a very expensive high-end laptop for her, um, like, graphic design work she does, and I mostly use it to do podcasts and play video games. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the one that I don't want to just lug around all over the place, you know? <laughs>
5: Well, you, kinda, you were saying you got Katie into reading a bunch of books. That's so kind of the same way. And I, I told Danny at the beginning, I know why she started this podcast. It's because she kept rec- recommending books and I wouldn't read them because <laughs> uh, I usually just played more video games. Uh, so I, I told her from the beginning, I was like, you're doing this just to get me to read books, aren't you? And she's
4: no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I paid you back by making me read Percy Jackson. I
5: paid you back by making me read Percy Jackson. What kind of punished myself at the same time because <laughs> those books were not as good as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that will happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead then and uh, get into actually talking about our favorite books of the year. I don't know if anyone have any suggestions of how we should go about it. Do you guys want to do like um will Do one? Yeah, maybe. Does that sound good? All right. right. Go ahead, Katie. What was one of your favorite books?
6: Oh uh, well, should I start with the most recent or
0: start with your the first? Because
6: I can't pick between any of them.
0: I'd like. Lo- oh, okay. <laughs> so you go ahead and go with your first then.
6: Okay, the first of the year. Was probably Red Sister then that I read.
0: Good choice.
6: It was a good one. It was great.
0: Yeah. And we're bigger Mark Lawrence fans than I know uh, the two of you are, as a general rule.
6: Well, I've only read (laughs) two of his books, and I did not like The Prince of Thorns that much. And I loved Red Sister. (laughs) Yeah. exactly <laughs> so
4: I, I could not get into prince of prince of thorns no. but it was like i i feel like mark lawrence is a good writer i just really really hate Jorg. <laughs> yeah.
6: So, yeah and the end got interesting just because of the world but i still didn't care for any of the characters
0: yeah, yeah. well the important thing is, is that the three of you are wrong so <laughs> <laughs> the important
6: thing is You're the red sister you know? is awesome and the characters are great Yes, I love Nona.
5: It's a great, great book.
0: Very true. All right, Danny, what do you want to have now?
4: Uh, Let's see. Uh, One of the books I read this year that I loved was The Shadow of What Was Lost by James Islington. It was the first book in the Lycanius trilogy. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of derivative of other more popular fantasy series. But I still really loved it. I felt like it was just well written enough and it kept me guessing enough that I really enjoyed it.
5: Yeah, we had a podcast on that one. I disagreed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the As one, you yes, I did. I do remember it had a really cool cover, but that's about all I remember of the book at the moment. Yeah, yeah I have a love the
4: relationship with that cover because <laughs> I think it's really pretty, but the physical copy doesn't have uh, like a gloss over it, so it gets dirty really easily. Oh,
5: mm. it's got like a, it's that one with the mage mark on it, right? Like what the yes. mages have. Yeah, 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 that was a cool cover.
0: <laughs> all righty then greg
5: uh for me i guess i'll go with my my third favorite uh because i had planned this out for our last podcast um <laughs> it would be harry dresden's changes uh the, from the dresden files that very very long series has been one of my favorites from this past year and that one just flipped the whole series on its head it was it was getting kind of um what's the word repetitive Uh, between each of the books, and that one just completely flipped everything on its head, and it kind of revitalized the series for me. So that was a really fun book.
0: Nice, nice. All right, and then for me, I didn't choose uh, like necessarily like one. I've got a a number, a solid number one, but after that, I have a couple of just um, category ones. I'm gonna go with Kings of the Wild as the most fun book I read of the year, Mm -hmm. and that book just. Um, it made me really nostalgic for like you know when back when I was in college and even in high school and and just kind of made me think about like now that I've got my buddies most of them were fraternity brothers that are that are doing this podcast with me actually all of them are fraternity brothers aside from what? Katie that uh, <laughs> it just kind of makes me think of like getting the gang back together of and like that's just what it made me think of and, and I just really enjoyed the the nostalgia of it I'm not gonna say that it was you know that it's going to that it changed my life or that it was the deepest book that's ever been written but it certainly was the book i had the most fun with this year. Ooh, i like it. All righty, Katie, what else we have coming from you?
6: Okay, um another one i read toward the beginning of the year that i just loved was um The Broken Earth. And that one what's that?
0: By NK Jemisin. Yeah,
6: by NK Jemisin and that I, I love the book. the story's amazing. I'm not super emotional, and multiple times it almost made me cry. It was just really tough having a, like a a child that I pictured in the roles.
0: Uh-huh.
6: Um, and uh, I got
0: to finish the trilogy this year, so: <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. Have you guys read any of those? Yep: no, no, we
4: haven't. It's been on my to read list for forever, but we just haven't gotten to it.
0: Yeah, that was an amazing um book. I I haven't finished obviously the third one or even actually I got 70 I per- finished the second I one. got 70% through the second one and then I got behind on my reading for some podcasts so I stopped and haven't made it back. But that is a book that is just so good, but also it's not going to make you feel good.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's super depressing.
5: Oh, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean there are a lot of well i mean a lot of people die but there are some you know some children who are brutally murdered as well that it but and it's and it's there's a reason why it happens but it's it doesn't make it any make you feel any better about it but it's the kind of book that that really makes you like you know think about like social issues and things like that
5: Hmm. yeah that's definitely one we'll have to check out that sounds awesome Mm-hmm. and also man it sounds good not the fact that kids die that's not <laughs> a- yes i know
0: that's what i think when i did the we did the podcast episode i had to like say something along the lines of like this book is amazing but kids die and it doesn't make <laughs> you feel happy
6: yeah and there's also and it's not even just that kids die there are other things that are like beyond torture that's like how far do you go for the greater good Oof. so
0: oh yeah i forgot about that yeah there's some it, it, it's just a, a deep book and once again, um, I feel like I need to continue to add this—that was my very first tweet, telling N.K. Jemison how amazing the book was. I got blocked on Twitter, <laughs>
6: probably because yeah, it was your first work? tweet.
5: What's the logic behind that? Wait, you said it was amazing, and he blocked
0: you? Well, well, I think what happened is—is is that so she does like a bunch of um, activism, activism. Um, like, I don't know if she's actually involved with Black Lives Matter, but she does a lot of stuff like that. And so she gets a lot of hateful um, tweets, I guess. So she has quite the high spam filter. And it's pretty possible that because it was the first tweet I had sent that I didn't have any kind of a background, she just blocked me automatically, you know, without like even looking.
4: Interesting. Yeah.
5: Maybe, maybe that makes sense. Maybe she has it set to where it blocks accounts that have tweeted for the first time.
3: Mm-hmm. Or Yeah. <laughs>
5: Well, well, no. Uh, not necessarily. Necessarily. Makes exact- I guess the exceptions. idea is so those people, other people who are trying to harass her, can't just go make a new account and tweet or make mm-hmm. a new account. And
6: yeah, exactly.
0: But... Yeah, exactly. So not, but, uh, now I'm our dog is current. Right one right of our now. dogs is currently trying to get us to play. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, what, what what's your next book on your list?
4: Uh, my number two book was Waking Gods, the second yes. book in the thinnest files by Sylvain That's Neuvel. So Speaking of books where a lot of people die. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's another one.
5: No no kids, <laughs> at least uh, on screen. <laughs> at books, least so. not on
4: screen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's the second book in the Themis Files. It's all giant robots and aliens. And, and some aliens. Yeah. Uh, it's, all, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's all told in a documentary style, which I've seen some other readers talk about how they don't like that style because it pulls them out of the world building and the storytelling. But... I am kind of in love with the documentary style storytelling because it seems like the sparse details kind of pull me into it more. Yeah,
5: especially for sci-fi. I mean, we had Gemini this year uh, and Illuminate, well. yeah, Il and that was the same kind of style space and uh, and Waking Gods and Sleeping Giants was the first one were just so much fun. And uh, the audiobook is even better. like mm-hmm. those those we fully recommend to listen on audiobook because they have a full cast. And it's just a lot of fun, Even, especially the part when a lady screams in your ear while you're at work. <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's, that's fun.
6: Then you jump out of your and chair.
5: You at your desk. Yeah, no,
4: those audiobooks are really good because I – was working at the time. I stay at home now, but I was working at the time when I originally read them. And there'd be times where I was up walking around and I'd end up standing in the middle of the hallway just because I got so engrossed in it that <laughs> I forgot what I was doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. That sounds, that does sound Sounds good.
6: like it's dangerous to listen to while driving. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, Greg. Autopilot. Oh. Autopilot while driving. Yeah, absolutely. So, Greg, what, what's your next book on your list then?
5: Number two, which at the beginning of the year I thought would have been my number one, uh, was Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson. Um, mm-hmm. He has easily become my favorite author. Um, Danny introduced me to Mistborn first, and I fell in love with that trilogy. Uh, and then and then Way of Kings and the Stormlight Archive came along. Oathbringer was, it was amazing, and it did everything good that Words of Radiance and, and Way of Kings did. The reason it's not number one is because I feel it lived up to expectations. It didn't go beyond expectations for me um but it was still just an amazing 48 hours was that how long 55 55. <laughs> yeah. 55 for, for an hours. audiobook yeah and uh i just i even with that long audiobook there were very few parts and that what surprised me with them is that these books uh the stormlight archive i rarely get bored mm-hmm. i re- i'm always interested in every character every background um I caught myself a lot of times going uh, end of a chapter something big would happen I'm like please stay with that character please stay with that character please oh, I love point. those
6: books. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> so yeah, Oathbringer was great and I'm I'm so looking forward to the next seven books in that series. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, and you know what's funny cuz that's a series that for as much as I love everything else that Brandon Sanderson has done, I just could not get into it and I think that it's because the way that I visualize things, I didn't like that Rocky barren the world, you know, um, where, like where, they're, where they do their fighting. And for some reason, it just, in my mind, it wasn't very visually appealing.
5: Shattered planes, yeah. Yeah. See,
0: and- I liked it
4: because I kind of saw the same thing, but then I feel like all the other <clears throat> colors with the shard plate and the shard blades and just kind of the, the fashion styles Still that out. I kind of... It, envisioned were a lot more vibrant so they were a stark contrast to that very bleak setting
0: yeah there's a i guess that's a way that i never thought about it before so maybe in the uh, future i'll have to give it a shot again i have somewhere i have the hardcover probably keeping a a garage door open or something like that (laughs) (laughs) you know
5: being brick for a building yes Yes. Actually, I had Oathbringer at my desk at work and at one point I walked away from my desk. One of my coworkers walked up and went, Greg, what is this? <laughs> it's a book. It doesn't look like a book. It looks like you could kill somebody with this thing. <laughs> you probably
4: could. It's,
0: it's like 1,200 pages hardcover, isn't it? Uh, I think yeah, it was,
4: yeah. Well, the Oathbringer was over twelve hundred. Yeah, I'll yeah. say it was
5: twelve
0: hundred. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny.
4: I was actually reading a book the other day that was about seven hundred pages, and my husband walked in while I was reading it, and he's like, "That is a massive book." I'm like, no, <laughs> <you> no, <know laughs> it's not.
0: It's a, you know nothing. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with my next category then, and this one's going to be my favorite self-published book, which, okay. oh, dog. <laughs> she she's just holding a tennis ball on a rope and she's just like putting it up against katie's foot and growling until she does something with it so uh so yeah I i'm just, gonna, oh. i just thought of my stomach oh <laughs> <laughs> so hungry <laughs> but, but yeah i'm gonna go with the woven bring the woven bring the woven ring by md presley as my uh favorite self-published novel of the year also it, and it's still among my um you top like four or five for the year that I've read and he just created such a like a vibrant world that um is it's probably considered grimdark but it's the kind of novel where there's still a little bit of hope as, as it goes through and it adds in the civil war and basically you have a like just a, a fictionalized version of the American civil war but with magic involved and the people who were the slaves are uh, were just magical constructs, and it, and it just kind of goes against their religious views. But they weren't; they don't have any sort of actual like life to them. And and you know you break it apart, but the so you you kind of take that out of it. So that way you can see that like that neither side's really good, and both sides do a lot of bad things. And so it was kind of nice just to to where you didn't have to worry if you were rooting for the side that was kind of considered the South. That you weren't really the bad guys still, you know what I'm saying? You're not rooting for, for. I guess I just, I'm trying to think of the right way to, to, to put it, but I just, I just loved the book so much, and number two came out, and I read it, and it wasn't disappointing. It was actually really good, which sometimes with these self-published authors, you get that first one where they've been working for like eight or 10 years on their no- first novel. And it's so good. And then the second one, they rushed to get out because they had a little bit of success with the first one. And the second one just is terrible.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh man. That sounds really good though. The, uh, the first book, the
0: woven ring, you called it. Yeah, And it was a semi-finalist and the, the, uh, the book that beat it, Devil's Night Dawning, I thought was also, or no, sorry, that was The Crimson Queen by Alec Hudson, which I think has a really good chance of winning.
6: Yeah, it's a very good book also. Yeah,
0: it is a very good book. But the his the author in that blog said that he read both books bo- two times, and mm-hmm. then him and his wife ended up basically just splitting hairs. And went on a gut feeling of which one they thought would have the better chance of winning. It got beat by one, you know, that I still think is really good. And it does have a chance of winning.
6: Yeah, it's a little bit. The other one's a little bit more of a traditional fantasy.
4: Okay. The one that beat
5: so it. This, this is why we come on here, Danny. We get ideas for the next year. That's
4: why. <laughs> both of those books are already on my list for next year, Greg. Of course they are. <laughs> what a shock.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that you guys will enjoy both of them.
4: Yeah,
6: they are both pretty quick reads. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they're like five hundred pages, but they're just but they're not the kind of book that makes you reread page after page, you know, because you didn't quite get it
6: <laughs>
0: cool, righty, then, Katie, do you have a third book?
6: Yeah, I feel like I'm less prepared. Everyone has like a you have categories, everybody else has them <laughs> listed. I'm like, I don't know, I read some books. I like the <laughs> we
4: we had to think about this last week for our our episode, yeah. So yeah uh,
6: <laughs> I just opened up my Goodreads what I read this year. Yeah. Um, so I will go with the dragon's legacy, which I think was amazing, except for all the s- the people that left reviews on Goodreads saying there's no dragons in this because they
4: <laughs> didn't oh, read the synopsis, Trondor, right? Yeah. We- yeah. yeah.
6: There was no- the- nothing was burninating. They couldn't handle it. <laughs>
7: Does
6: Strong Bad still exist? I have no idea. No
5: clue. Huh. I do Ooh. know on Guitar Hero 2, though, you can play Trong
6: Really? Can it's you? a bonus song.
5: Nice.
6: <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's just, I love the characters. I love the cultures that are created and the worlds. And they have all these really cool, um, like, sentient creatures and different magics. And there's all these different kinds of, like, I don't know what to call them, like mages, I guess, different kinds of wizards. Um, So they have their own magic depending on where they're from. And just the way it all kind of unravels is really intriguing and compelling. But no dragons. I mean, there's there's no actual dragons. It's like part of the myth of the world. Um, It might (laughs) might be real. (laughs) Who knows? It's part of the myth of the world.
0: So yeah, basically if the dragon the so there's the dragon and his queen who are both dragons and if she wake he's calling to her trying to wake her up.
6: Yeah. So there's the dragon in the sun that is a Kari sun dragon and then there's the dragon that is in the world that is sleeping and they say that if that dragon wakes up it will destroy the world.
0: Basically when she like straightens out it'll it'll destroy the earth. So yeah. Interesting. Which, oh, is, yeah. which is the description in the synopsis? So yeah. apparently, no the people that were like, "I can't believe there's no dragons." Never read the synopsis.
7: <laughs> but,
6: but that's another thing. You remind me how it's supposed to be singing to it. But that's the magic has to do with like singing. Like they say that it's singing, and like, like if you can't me. hear magic, you can't hear the song. And I kind of liked the way they like described it. Yeah.
0: Oh. Alrighty, Danny.
4: My favorite book this year was Sin Ascends by Uzziah Bancroft. Like oh, it, yeah.
5: Wait, what book is that?
4: You know what? <laughs> <laughs> <Just go. laughs> I've mentioned that book to you like 10 times. I know. And you still <laughs> refuse to listen. I love you. Uh, no, but it, it's an amazing book. I I keep trying to describe it, and it falls short every time I try of how good it was. Maybe that's so. why I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, I I just finished it, and it from the first four pages, I was like, yep, I'm in this. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I saw a couple of Goodreads reviews, and that's how I heard about it. And I think it started getting more popular on Goodreads because it was on, what, Spiffbo? Is that how you say it last uh, yeah, year? Yeah, that's how I say it. So that's how, I guess, so many people on Goodreads saw it, so that's how I ended up reading it. And I didn't know much about it going into it, and I'm really glad about that. I. I think that that's one that you don't need to know a whole lot about before you experience it.
6: Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't even read the synopsis, which I used to always read them until this year when I apparently just stopped. And yeah. Cameron was like, oh, yeah, Mark Lawrence said this was one of the best books he's read. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do that one. Good <laughs> <enough> for me.
0: <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm continuing to laugh at that. There's, <laughs> it's not, it's not that funny. But anyways, that just got the case of the giggles. So, uh, <laughs> so Greg, then what is your, uh, what's your favorite book then?
5: Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, for me, it was Kings of the Wild. That that book came out of nowhere for me. Uh, like most of the books, Danny suggests them. So I, I started reading this one, started listening to it because uh, I mostly do audiobooks. And it was just it was just so much fun. And for me, I don't my favorite book doesn't have to be the the most dramatic or the the greatest grandest story. Um, it's mostly the humor. I, I got that book just made me laugh constantly. Every every scene, there was something fun. There was something great. Um, I can't remember the wizard's name now because I Mug. it's Moog. <laughs> I love Moog. Moog was, was great, and his uh his male enhancement spell that uh, he accidentally activated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God.
0: <laughs> and what I love about him is, is how inept he is, yet still be, is useful. I mean, I love how there there's one point where he's in the middle of this giant battle, and he he shakes his stick at someone like he's casting a spell. And then he ends up just throwing it at these two like orcs or something and they they freeze cuz they're worried that he casts a spell and then one of his buddies cuts them them down and then they're like what spell was that? He's like I wasn't that wasn't a spell. I just threw a stick at him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just it, it was an awesome book, yeah.
5: It was just so much fun and and humor always gets me. Some of my favorite movies are always comedy, so I mean, it's just humor. Humor is the biggest thing that gets me. So Kings of the Wild was was my surprise book of the year that I loved.
0: (laughs) Nice. So I'm going to just mention two books real quick, and then I will also quickly talk about my favorite. So Plague of Giants by Kevin Hearn was amazing in terms of just being a a true epic fantasy. And then also... um, Red Sister was another one of my favorites, but we already talked about that one. And then I'm just gonna go uh, the one last one. Katie mentioned that for oh. me, my my favorite book in years now was The Dragon's Legacy. It was I've kind of gotten out of reading epic fantasy as a general rule, mostly probably because they're you know they tend to be like a thousand page books or or something like that. And this yeah. one was more like in the uh, 550, I think, and also. It was just so, the world was that she created was just so vibrant and vivid to me. And and I thought it was cool. Like, you had some things, like, the the main culture that's talked about in this one is set in the Middle East, basically. Like, what would that be their version of the Middle East? But women control everything instead. And I like mm. that it's not like the world, they're not catty, but the world isn't, like, a, just a, a perfect place because women are in charge now. Like, they still, you know, the men are subservient now. And the women are still going to do things that are bad. I
6: mean, there is a rape in it, and it is not a woman that is raped.
0: Yes, so. it is definitely a woman raping a man in the in the book. And so, I mean, you kind of just get like to where that because women are in charge. It, like I said, it doesn't mean that they're going to be good, or and it, and even if the things they do are bad, it, they're not being catty about it. They're they're doing the things that they think are best for their tribe still
6: yeah they're strong and they're calculating and even but and the men aren't described either as you know being weak or they just have different just the roles, roles are fight- yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah. the men are still they can still be warriors but they're they're considered like wardens and they stay at home and protect people while the women are out doing the fighting and so, it's just something that, like, you know, it, it was just something that I found so interesting. And the second book that's coming out is basically going to be, like, their version of a Chinese culture. And I've seen the cover now, and it sounded like it was going to be super awesome as well.
6: Well, the the character that it seems like it, they introduced him in the first one, and he only had, like, four chapters over the whole book, and he was super compelling. So, it's, like... I have to read this book because the whole last book, I wanted to find out more about this guy. Now I have to keep waiting.
0: <laughs> and like I said, the, the thing that was nice too was is that it's epic fantasy, but instead of being a thousand pages, it's 550. So <laughs> instead of having the short uh, or having like the long, you know, periods of someone just walking along or, you know, it's the journey. It's not the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's action-packed like so many books are today, you know, with when you cut them, cut them down a little bit.
5: Okay. on that you said it was middle eastern setting i've uh the only other book i've seen that was uh the demon cycle um the desert spear the second book in that series was like kind of a middle eastern culture and i never seen that in fantasy it's really it's really interesting i love seeing you know because you think fantasy you think knights and dragons mm-hmm. and magic yeah. it's really cool to see other kind of cultures set in a fantasy setting
4: I actually picked it up because I've got a book of the month subscription. I've got a uh, City of Brass is what I got this month, and it takes place in Cairo in the nineteenth century. Hmm, so cool. that alone has me wanting to read it.
7: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: and, and it is. It's so hard to to find a, a novel set in a different uh, in a different setting, really, especially for like the epic fantasy. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now this is one that you don't have to have, but do, do you? get Anybody have a a book that disappointed you? that you thought was going to be good or just that that you know your your expectations weren't met
4: i just finished one today in fact
0: <laughs>
4: so i i still have some pretty strong feelings oh, about she it she was ranting
0: and raving
5: when i walked in the door she was like
4: <laughs> this book
5: right as i walked in <laughs> <laughs> and what one is that
4: it's not a fantasy book it was a thriller by christian ritter the book that just came out bonfire and I'm not usually a thriller reader, but I was looking forward to it. I was going to try it because it was Christian Ritter's first uh, novel writing experience, I guess. And then I went to uh, an event at my local library two weeks ago called Book Buzz, where there was somebody from Penguin Random House that was kind of listing out some of the books that they had coming out that they were really excited for and wanted to promote. And one of them was Bonfire, and the lady that was there... Commented that you know they're they're usually hesitant about celebrities writing books because it doesn't usually go well. But oh, it turns out Christian Ryder can write. Well, I can attest. No. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> so, oh man.
4: <laughs> yeah, it' a thriller. It's it kind of tries to be Aaron Brockovich a little bit, only less funny and no Julia Roberts and <laughs> lots of whining. Hmm. So. Yeah, it, it did
0: not go well. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, did you have a book that you were disappointed in?
4: Um, I think I was disappointed in it
6: because it started out so interesting and it was uh The Affinities by whatever Oh
0: yeah. That we did that one really early um, on, huh?
6: Robert Charles Wilson. It was such an interesting premise, and I really got into it. But it was kind of like he had this idea and that's all he wanted to tell and he didn't let it play itself out to the end
0: yeah yeah if you guys haven't heard of it basically he this and it's kind of set in just in the near future and what happened is is the um they create this like really really accurate personality test that's supposed to tell you who like you're you have an affinity towards and they basically they they're like fraternities or sororities but like on steroids and they almost succeed in basically taking over like the government even some of them yes
6: for the people that are members the bigger ones because they are uh they're smaller ones depending on how many people are placed into them and also you can have no affinity when you take the test and that really sucks but they they'll take over healthcare and they'll do banking and everything for their members
0: yeah and they're like they're But what happened was is that he put just a crazy amount of stuff and over like a 15- or 20-year period, something pretty long time-wise, and he did it all in a book that was only 300 pages long. And it's the kind of thing that should have been set up over like six or seven 300-page books if that was the way he was going to do it. So when you skip ahead 10 years at a time sometimes and things have just completely changed you're like well what happened in between or just
6: like a a huge thing would happen and you'd be like where did that even come from like there was no (laughs) setup for this I just is this really I at one point I thought that something that happened was a decoy set set up by like their rivals
0: yeah but it was yeah basically it
6: took me a long time to realize that it was real but there was just no setup for the fact that this could happen
7: Hmm.
0: Hmm. But the premise, though, like like we said, like she said, was it was really good, and I read the entire thing in one afternoon, so I actually really liked it. Until we started talking about it, and then I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, that a lot of that stuff didn't happen. That <laughs> I you know just kind of thought it did. If uh, if Danny, if that is on your list, please remove it. Please. It was not okay. Was <laughs> not. <laughs>
6: I mean, it is interesting as long as you expect that it's not going to get. Really cool. Like it starts out cool.
5: Yeah. You you read it and go, yep, this is as good as it gets. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, did you have one? I did. And funny enough, it came from one of the very few books I recommended uh, to Danny. Uh, It was from the series called the Baba verse. Dennis
4: Taylor. I think is the author. Dennis
5: Taylor. The first one was so much fun. And basically the story of the first one was uh, and, I, and i'll get to the disappointing one it was the third book um but the the first one was so much fun the idea was a guy basically uh, preserved himself paid money to to preserve himself after he died and he could be used as like an ai intelligence kind of thing if they could bring him back i'm not sure um but anyway, he basically he does and he wakes up. I want to say it's not a thousand years later.
4: No, oh, it's like 150 or something. 150. Like that.
5: He wakes up basically, he's an AI. The earth is falling apart, and they're <laughs> sending him out into space to find livable planets. Hmm. It's really cool because it gets really scientific. He, you know, discovers how to make it make more of himself, and there's cloning involved with he's just an AI, but he's still his own consciousness. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. But it was fun. He made a lot of fun pop culture references because he's from, you know, he was he was from our present day and it was just a really good time by the third book he's got hundreds if not thousands of clones of himself um, and they're all working together and like scientifically getting super advanced and they it's, they've been there, they've been out in space for thousands and thousands of years colonized some planets and the third book just kind of felt like a bunch of short stories mixed with oh yeah there's a bad guy over there we got to <laughs> deal with and <laughs> while all the short stories were all right i just didn't care enough about the overall plot um and it just kind of it kind of got really boring uh, really quick uh, but the i the first book was just so much fun and it was really sad when the third one came and i was like yeah i don't care about this one it was all, <laughs> all these, all these
4: worlds? worlds or something yeah. yeah
5: all these worlds by dennis taylor so
4: hmm. yeah the series got kind of too big for i yeah. think what the author wanted to handle maybe because it felt a little bit crammed
5: well and there was mm-hmm. another thing i don't remember what they called him but as it as he kept cloning himself and making more ai clones they became what he called later generations. Well, they cared less about the humans mm-hmm. and they talked about that. Every once in a while, he'd say that he'd be like, yeah, the third or fourth generation or whatever. They don't seem to care as much about the humans. Okay. Anyway, this is going on over <laughs> here. And it's like, Oh, I want that to be the main problem. I want, I want to focus on that. That would be so interesting to maybe have those bobs because uh, they all changed their names, but they were all called bobs. <laughs> uh, that was his, his name. Um, but I, I would have rather had that where they not necessarily rebelled, but maybe didn't agree and it became a conflict and a big problem. So
6: Yeah, that's kind yeah. of how I felt about the affinities. I felt like there was a story there mm-hmm. that wasn't the one he was pursuing. Right.
4: I mean, after the second book in this Bobiverse series, I mean each of the main Bobs could have honestly had their own book. There was yeah. enough story in each of their plot lines for them to each have their own book, but mm-hmm. instead they were like all crammed into one 200-page book to end everything. Yeah,
5: And there mm-hmm. was this big alien race coming around, you know, basically attacking every planet and killing everything on it and eating everything <laughs> off of it
0: and, So,
5: yeah, it, it just it wasn't wasn't what I was hoping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then the so for me, and the last one on here is Blackwing by Ed McDonald. I Listen to interviews by him about how awesome the misery was and then what was it <laughs> how like, awesome the misery was <laughs> <laughs> well, so this this like an emo band. Yeah. yeah but instead it was like five percent of the book and the city that most of the book took place in i felt like he never really bothered fleshing that out and mm. then i figured out literally every single plot twist about ten percent into the book, I even knew. Ex- I even predicted to Katie the reason why the person that was going to be the traitor was the traitor. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't. I am not that good at figuring out these little. I don't pay. No,
6: he's not. I
0: do not pay enough attention to detail to be the person that, that solves the entire story. Literally, the page that you find, or before they even mentioned that there was a traitor, you know. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, remember, I, I shouldn't be able to call that.
5: I, I remember enjoying that book. I also yeah. remember from the start of it thinking, wow, this would be a really good D&D campaign setting. This would be <laughs> awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. You're absolutely correct on that one. Yeah. So write a
4: and d campaign, then Cameron can explore the misery. I have to actually <laughs> play it
0: first. <laughs> I had like one... <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for discussing books with us. Um, I can see Katie yawning over here. She oh. stayed up way too late last night. And
6: I fell asleep when we were putting our son to sleep earlier tonight, so. <laughs> he, had a knee, he
4: had a nap. Yeah. <laughs> a
6: little
0: one. A little one. But yeah, thank you guys so much. And Danny and Greg, thank you as well for all the help that you've given me so far on my first year of podcasting. And I look forward to working with you guys uh, here and there in the future and uh, talking books with you
6: absolutely thank
5: you so much for having us on it was fun yeah yeah
6: it was great